0: Yeah, welcome back, everyone. It's Jay again. Welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga that we find interesting. We are still in No Read November, and you know, with No Read November, that means we must launch into another animated or live action franchise. You know the one. On this episode, we ended up watching Knights of the Zodiac. And I have to say, I wish I had seen this sooner. Do get some kind of gratification of me fangirling. You will like this episode, so I encourage you to keep listening. So enjoy the episode.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the show... We talk about our familiarity with the property that we uh, consumed this week. It's the final week of No Weird November, and uh, the stars have aligned to free us from this hell of our own making. So, Knights of the Zodiac, Saint Seiya, whatever you want to call it. I've heard of it, but not uh, seen anything of it. So, uh, for me,
2: this was a new dive into this universe. How about you, Jacob? Uh, I distinctly remember a couple of times trying to get into um, Saint Seiya. Uh, I know Knights of the Zodiac got released on American TVs at some point, but I never really f- have the time. It's functionally another version of Ronin Warriors, which is another version of various Super Sentai stroke Power Rangers series. So I usually just watch those again instead if I'm in the mood, because I know I like them, so. And you, Jay.
0: Sure. So, I actually like Saint Seiya since I first saw it in Japan, because they have a lot of cute products. And I like Super Sentai, so this seemed like the next step. So, yeah, that's about the gist of my familiarity with the franchise.
3: All right, and Matt? Yeah, no, I really like Saint Seiya. Um, As always, I've seen a couple of the rehashes where Netflix had a reboot of the series a couple of months ago. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the original because it's older. I know it's not a good reason, but um I've seen a lot of Saint Seiya, so this was a fun revisit. So we start off the
1: uh movie with our main character, uh a young boy named Seiya, who is an uh, orphan living with his older sister Patricia and we have the two of them just kind of training out in the woods
2: until the anime bullshit happens and a necklace gets all glowy and then explodes i think they show this flashback multiple times and i still don't quite know what's going on with it
0: <laughs> yeah from the uninitiated it literally looks like brother and sister just training off into the abyss for some reason but his sister believes that he can do it she is 100 percent confident In his
2: abilities. There's a thread that's introduced that isn't completely dropped, but I almost kind of wish the ending did more with, where she's like, aren't you going to give up? No, you don't know when to give up. And they don't do nothing with his uh, tenacity, but other characters get ascribed that trait more, which makes this opening bit kind of weird.
1: Yeah, so after this brief introduction to our main character, we find him... Uh, many years later, he is a young man living as a uh, ring fighter in a fight club, underground uh, combat ring. The Octagon. The yes. Octagon. And uh, the people are really, really uh, derisive of his fighting style, saying that he's been dancing his way to the top He very
2: specifically uses Bagua, and a, like, standard Bagua, which, like, has, like, no strikes in it. They're all, like, phantom strikes where the opponent does I watched the extras on an Avatar DVD. That's where I know this from. Uh, It's a very evasive fighting style, uh... It's funny because it's like the flourishes seem to be what people are complaining about. And then everybody uses martial arts with flourishes in them. So we kept being like, how is that not dancing? Yeah, at one point a guy does a flippy spinny
1: kick move and it's like, oh, wow, look who's dancing in the ring. (laughs) As he is going
2: about fighting his opponent, say- he kicks a like cigar out of the mouth of the of his boss, who was the one complaining to him about not dancing in the ring. So it's not like he's unaware that he's pissing his boss off. He just doesn't he doesn't care right now. He will come to regret this more than anyone would realize, given the circumstances.
0: Yes. His ego is, wo- is wounded, and he will go on a never-ending...
2: Never never-ending quest to oh. kick Seiya's ass in particular, regardless of all other circumstances. It's kind of absurd. Not because
0: he becomes a Pegasus Knight, but because he's that kid who dare disgrace him.
1: Cassius is an exceptionally petty man.
0: <laughs> exceptionally. He has,
2: he has two character... Well, actually, no. He has three character traits. He has good one-liners... He is uh, unfathomably petty, and he's extremely tenacious. He will just keep going no matter how hard you hit him. Yep. And uh, he gets in the ring after
1: uh, Saya knocks the cigar out of his mouth and uh, proceeds to beat the absolute
2: piss out of him. Uh, yeah, they make it pretty darn clear that uh, even though tenacity is one of his defining character traits, he doesn't get beat up unless he's outmatched by his opponent. It's just when he is outmatched, he keeps getting back up.
1: Yep. Cassio, seeing this, goes to put him down with one final choke slam. and as this is happening, uh, a mysterious blue light gathers about him, flaring out into wings and... It, big anime power flash knocks everybody out. I love how Cassius also turns this into a win for himself as he's blasted back into the uh, walls of the octagon as much as the crowd has knocked on their asses. And then he sees Seiya is still down, hops onto his feet and raises his arms and goes, yeah! Cassius always wins!
2: The, the crowd uh, is pleased by this. Uh, the other nice thing is that uh t- Basically a martial arts movie through most of it. Um, it, it is equal parts anime, uh, live action movie, and martial arts movie. And I almost wish they leaned in the martial arts a little more because when they did it, they were really freaking good. Yes. We get some hardcore parkour as uh, Saya uh, wall jumps out of the octagon to flee because well, his boss has summarily fired him, and that is probably going to involve a, a continued violent firing of guns. <laughs> Although,
1: as uh, Seiya is leaving, uh, he is confronted by a man in the locker room and says, You're coming outside with me. Uh, Sorry, dude, you're cute, but you're not my type. No, I mean there's someone outside who wants to talk to you. (laughs) Oh. The
2: the characters are extremely sassy, quippy, and there are a couple of cases where they take it too far and it gets a little annoying, but in all honesty, it endears you to most of them really fast.
3: I love how they set up this guy. Like he's like, sh- he's like he's he's the, the main gonna, guy. <laughs> like he's going to show up again later, or he's going to be a big antagonist, but he shows up again later and proceeds to do nothing, so yep. there's literally no reason he's here.
2: They set him up as if he's either going to be a major antagonist or the sensei character, and he is neither. He is a interrogation victim in like the middle of the movie and then never brought up again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> poor what's his name? He he has a cone head. I don't know why that struck me, but he has a very sharp face. <laughs> uh the reason he is captured is because um
1: Seiya is brought out into the alleyway where he meets with uh Sean Bean,
2: I mean Almond Keto. <laughs> so, I mean Sean Bean. Yeah. I mean Sean Bean. It's Sean Bean. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's the beans the beans <laughs> returned yeah okay so uh we're counting down to his tra- inevitable tragic death uh we got the timer going uh we'll see how the, uh, close that is and um yep uh almond keto who
1: is just like all right so you activated your cosmo that means that they are going to be coming from you so you have to come with me before they get you who's Oop. they Those robot ninjas right there! Oh no! Yeah, my ex-wife is
2: uh, kind of a pain. You're what?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't everybody's?
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a bit that we all quite enjoyed, because like, part of the reason that we kept building up the guy who doesn't matter is they they set him up, he takes a fighting stance, and is instantaneously one-shot and removed (laughs) from the movie until he's chained to a wall later being interrogated. Yeah, that's... uh... (laughs) <laughs> it was that really dirty. funny <laughs> i mean and in all honesty one thing that the movie did very well is that um it's it's super aware of the tropes uh inherent to both martial arts movies and to the type of anime that this is and the characters and even the meta text is is lovingly self-aware and will poke fun at itself more than once those jokes tend to land really well and this is one of the good ones uh i don't know why they brought him back for the interrogation scene later i'm guessing he's from the anime but uh the the fact that he like sets up for a fight and then gets instantly one shot not only establishes how powerful the robot ninja minions are but also is a really really funny joke (laughs) Indeed, and uh, so
1: as Seiya and Allman are fleeing through the alleyways, uh, they meet up with uh, the baddest of all the badasses, Mylock, who has a cool gun that he shoots the robot cyborgs with, but all it does is slow them down. And actually, it's pretty cool the
2: way it does that. Uh, the, the way that they react to the gunfire and and are able to fluidly keep moving is it creates a really cool action scene. Why he doesn't use the special bullets he has later, I'm not entirely sure.
0: Well, this is the first encounter he has with the cyborg guys.
2: It shouldn't be. He should know what they are. This this is, again, a utilitarian scene to establish that the robots are normally bulletproof, but it's later established he has bullets that work on them, so why didn't he use them?
3: Because he's got a full-on, like, sniper rifle, and each of the shots on these guys appears to just be, like, punching them that they don't care about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, the force physically stops them from running, and they
1: have to get up to a—they have to get up their momentum again— which is a cool way of
2: showing the bulletproof uh, aspect of a bad guy. But um, yeah, it, it, it brings up questions later that probably shouldn't be asked.
1: <laughs> either way, Mylock uh, is the driver who uh, they get in the car and are fleeing through the streets. And that's when the sh- the
2: airship shows up because we are already on our escalation game. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we we did skip a bit. There's a cold open that does the mythology of the series, and that's that's I think the first place where we see something like the ship that's chasing them. There's like there's it, it's not that ship because that mm-hmm. ship is based is is human technology based off of the technology of the gods, but um, the um, uh, it, it looks like an alien spaceship. Uh, the world generally speaking seems like a like current times type of technology level but the uh the bad guys have uh you know future tech yeah uh, that they're using <clears throat> to menace the main characters um they're able to lose the uh the hovering uh attack helicopter ship thingamabob uh in a tunnel and after getting shot with a missile, it's a very tough car they're riding away <laughs> Yeah, yes. uh, well, it's obviously an armored car. Uh, I, like, it looks like an armored car. Like, the, um, <laughs> I wish that the chase scene wasn't entirely CG, because it would have looked a lot better if it was. But at the very least, the car looked cool. <laughs>
0: the chase scene is, like, all of, like, what, five, ten minutes, two?
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a
3: decent chunk. It's a very long time to watch a PS2 cutscene of a car driving through the city. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, with them escaped, uh,
1: from that, uh, they all get out of the car to go and get in their own plane to fly away, at which point, uh... Saya is very reasonably like, No, what the hell is going on here? He's
0: like sedated and then tied or handcuffed to his chair or something. Too. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, no, he's in the middle of going, What the f is going on? I, I want an explanation. I am not taking a step more until you explain what's going on. And that's the point where Myloc jabs a syringe into his neck and sedates him. Almond gives Mylock a look like, Dude, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to explain. <laughs> <laughs> but he wakes up on the plane and he's freaking out because, of course, he is. Why wouldn't he? So he freaks out. Down to a plane, yeah. Because uh, he had the seatbelt on uh, because he was unconscious and put on a obviously VTOL aircraft. So he's freaking out and he has to pull the he pulls the seatbelt off and he's like, "Let me out oh, I'm in the plane!" Ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor Saya. He he is um.
2: He's just a regular guy caught up in this bullshit in anime plot. There is a a good line during the chase scene where they're trying to explain to Sayo why this is happening, but he's like, they've got the wrong guy. I don't have superpowers. That's stupid. <laughs> and he's like, uh, all right, do you want us to stop and tell them? <laughs> as, they're, <laughs> as they're actively being shot at. No. Okay.
1: So they land in almonds. Uh, Lower mansion mansion
3: house. mansion secret base he, it's implied it's a mansion on some island in greece yeah well, he, and also a secret bunker he
0: initially says he used to be a businessman and leaves it at that
3: yeah ah <laughs> uh, yes my business was very good to me so i do have the uh, fruits of wealth yes with
1: his big fancy manner which is also a secret base and, as they are wandering through the mansion, uh he comes into a room filled with antiquities, and he's like, "What do you see? I don't know a bunch of old stuff. I see stories of the gods and the heroes and the and their great deeds, and okay, I'm going to leave now. No, no, it's your destiny. You have to stay
0: I'm just saying this comes this is drawn out as we progress throughout the story. It's very much rich man, poor man, It's just like." You'll understand. It literally looks like a bunch of overpriced crap to me.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saya is very utilitarian, uh, a consistent element of his uh, character that uh, is uh, utilized well. But it is here where
1: we are introduced to another pivotal character and also kind of the MacGuffin, Sienna.
0: <laughs> yes, Sienna, the pivotal, temperamental teenage daughter who <laughs> <laughs> very much did not want to be there.
2: The, She's, uh, she is such a bitch, and I love her. The sassy energy of Sienna in particular, but especially Sienna playing off of Seiya. The two of them are, like, so aggressive. And in all honesty, it's usually Sienna who takes the sort of, like, sassy bitch energy too far. There's a particular scene that we all, we all reacted to. Yeah. There's an immediate chemistry here. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, just something important to point out. All of the performances were really freaking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The uh, every actor did a spectacular
1: job. But we learned that uh, Sienna is the reincarnation of the goddess Athena, which means that she has a whole bunch of the anime power juice uh, called Cosmo. And it is randomly flaring up inside of her as she approaches the awakening of athena and um that definitely not a puberty metaphor yeah that that divine power is going to be incredibly destructive and so she uh the the like entire
2: house is programmed to lock down to block off the signal uh should strong emotional outbursts can uh trigger it again definitely not a puberty me- metaphor Um, and, uh, she has an episode during the conversation that's, uh, trying to convince Saya to stick around. Another thing that's important, what, in the flashback where we see, uh, Patricia getting kidnapped, this is really freaking important, we see Garad take the necklace that is the, like, power item for the, um, for the Pegasus Knight armor. She has it, but... Almond gives a box contain well, and strictly speaking, it's Sienna who does it, but a box containing the, uh, the pendant is given to uh, Saya. They were married. Uh, I'm pretty sure they weren't exes when this happened to you, Saya. <laughs> like, it's kind of obvious, but... <laughs>
0: Uh yeah. we explain the dynamic between
2: I don't believe we did. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, Garad is
1: um Almond's ex-wife and Which he
0: very proudly proclaims my ex-wife. Yeah. So it starts off as like a very complicated like custody divorce parent battle.
1: Yeah, she she's the antagonist. <laughs> she is trying to capture and destroy Sienna because uh, she believes that the power of Athena cannot be contained. And in fact, when Athena awakens, she's going to destroy
2: all humanity. Alternatively, Almond ostensibly is going by the exposition we got in the beginning, stating that the gods were douchebags, so uh, Athena uh, decided to defend humanity and created the Knights of the Zodiac. Then a bunch of stuff happened and the gods left. But the real reason is... He 100% adopted Sienna and is in an absolutely in dad mode, regardless of how dangerous she is. Because to be fair, she is very dangerous. Also, counterpoint, she is a human person who doesn't want to be involved in any of this. So he's, he's very protective of her.
0: This is a vibe that, you know, uh, that both Sienna and... Um... What's the
2: guy's name? Saya. Saya. Saya.
0: Both bond over. It's the fact that they both do not want to be here, do not want to be going through this. And it's weirdly Saya who has to eventually, like, convince her that this is something that they both have to go through with destiny or whatever. It's
1: happening. Might as well deal with it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the scene where Saya low-key convinces her of that because as they're talking... Sienna's giving a bit of backstory dialogue, uh, talking about how Alman and Garad were her foster parents. And Garad, you know, after an incident where Sienna's power flared up and she was injured, uh, became... The antagonist. And I I forget exactly what Saya says, but it's some comment about how at least one half of her foster parents were great. Uh yeah, Almond's my dad. He's a pretty great dad. but you wouldn't know what
2: that's like, street kid. It's like <laughs> Whoa That's that is the definitive moment where the sassy energy went too far. Like there there's a couple of places where like it's a little bit awkward, but that was the one where it's like that That should have been caught in editing. That is way too far. Editing,
0: they wrote that into the script.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, they
2: wrote that into the script, but in the edit of the actual scene, it should have been apparent that that was a... That was an awful thing to say, and it doesn't even come up again. It's just mean.
3: Because the whole thing was, um, Saya was saying, oh, but he's not your real father, right? You were adopted by him. And she goes, he is my real father. You would have no way of knowing what a real father is orphan
2: yeah yeah it's
3: it's quite something yeah Uh, but it
2: is it is clear that like you know it's very much the case where uh despite it being adopt adoption they are like actually a fan or uh, specifically almond and sienna are actually family their relationship is very good it is it is uh as his presence is able to help calm her
1: down during the flare-ups of her cosmo and um, all this is
2: being cut in with Garad back in her secret base. Her, her, her sec- not-so-secret base because it has it's her a- uh, initial emblazoned upon it. It's the- a giant evil skyscraper.
0: Well, it makes you wonder because both it's implied that both she and her acts were both business people. So, wouldn't it make sense for her to still have like she might be Yeah, still she, that like, yeah, that yeah. Sense. That's
2: her that's her that's her legitimate business as a front for all of the spooky magic stuff that's going on. Yeah. Yep. They are uh, up there with Cassios who
1: is so pissed off with Seiya. He really wants to kill this kid. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll become your minion if you let me kill him. That'd be
2: perfect." So they turn him into one of the cyborg ninjas. <laughs> he comes out of the cyborg juice like, What the hell, man? I can't go back from this! Yeah, I know. I lied to you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because
1: Garad has a uh, an evil henchman named Nero... Who is he? Doesn't get a lot of um, exposition off the bat, but he's definitely a knows more than he lets on sort of guy.
0: He's a backstreet
1: boy clone. Let's just put it out. He looks like Ben <laughs> Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as like we're we're getting our villain crew established. Meanwhile, Seiya uh, is going off to train with uh, one of the other Incipient Knights of the Zodiac. Knight.
2: Yeah, the Silver Knight, Marin. It is kind of funny that there are a couple of cases where it's like, uh, h- uh have you heard of the Silver Knight? No. I haven't I heard of any li- of this. I was literally convinced magic did not exist until 45 minutes ago. Why would I have heard of the Silver Knight? Look, say, I just want you to know,
3: Marin the Silver Knight, definitely not your sister. Why? Why would you even feel the need to say that to me? I well, just don't want you to think that she's actually your sister. For any reason. Don't think that.
0: Or the fact that he literally meets everyone and tells everyone that he meets that he is looking for his sister.
3: I need to find Patricia. <laughs> she was taken from me. I need to find her. Marin, you wouldn't understand. You're just the exact age my sister would be when she disappeared. <laughs> and you <laughs> always wear that silver mask that you
1: never take off. You're the you're, you're ha- same height and weight. Your you voice have, is the same you have similar mannerisms to her you even do the callback to the you're gonna give up
2: thing but no you would you're you wouldn't you understand, wouldn't understand. <laughs> they, they do it's so funny because make it as obvious as possible without actually confirming it mm-hmm. and this this doesn't get resolved
1: yeah so he meets up with uh the silver Knight who's definitely not
2: Patricia and, um, when he leaves to go, uh, to, uh, train, Sienna gives him a bento box as an apology for, le- uh, letting the sassy bitch energy get too, get too strong. She's in Sundaray mode now, apparently. <laughs> I really like uh
1: line of goddesses don't have boyfriends, at which point all of us are like, you've clearly never read
2: mythology. <laughs> I mean, sure, she's Athena, sacred virgin, but yeah, no, goddesses have boyfriends. <laughs> there is also a bit of a funny reaction from Saya because, like, there's, there's obvious chemistry uh, between them, and, like, that's obviously where it's going. But from Saya's perspective, at that point, it's like, I literally just met her. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's he's like honestly confused by that comment. I
0: was just kidnapped by these people, and they're telling me it's my destiny to be a knight or something, and goddesses are real. And
3: say it does have the great line of "How many
2: dads does Sienna have?" <laughs> <laughs> That's All a good the line. Dads Ugh, Samus to... Aran here. <laughs> So, Seiya
1: climbs the big mountain and drops the bento box, because, uh, I guess. And, uh, in a pretty cool-looking, like, training field with, like, broken pillars and a broken statue of Athena just floating in the background, uh, he trains with Marin to master his Cosmo. Yeah, and if, if you like- can break this rock, then you will be my student.
2: Okay, where's the hammer?
1: You have if your you fix. break
2: this rock, you will be my student. There's a lot of really, really good dialogue at this point, because, like, he's he's sort of resigned to his fate to do this by this point. Don't yeah.
0: forget the fact that when he drops his bento and he meets Marin and she immediately, like, says, okay, you will take this test to become my student, and then just leaps off the off the cliff, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm not, going, I'm not down. going down." Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's
2: <laughs> what I was gonna say. Because start <laughs> here, because all of it, his entire conversation with Marin on on the cliff there is just nothing but gold. Where like he's so done; he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be dealing with this, and it comes through so well.
1: <laughs> so from here, we have a pretty standard training arc. Like it's well done. He's slowly gaining mastery of his powers
2: it's tropey but good
1: yeah it's tropey but good uh the villains are uh gaining more power prepping for their final
2: attack this is i think this is where we get the insert of the the captured guy yeah where uh nero tortures him for Mm -hmm. information and i don't know if that actually mattered because i don't know if that's how they found the it's supposed to be how he found. It's, I think it's supposed to be how they found the secret base. But
0: do they know? Is it revealed how he knows where the secret base is?
2: They never say that because also he's uh, just
0: some random guy at the fight club.
2: Like, yeah, and I think like, it, he's part of. He's part of. He's part of Allman's team. But yeah. um, the the other thing is, um, uh, Sienna leaves the mansion at one point, so it's like did. Was the mansion's location tracked from that, or was it from the t- the tortured guy? It's not clear. They don't go into it.
1: <laughs> yep. But uh, after, you know, standard training arc happens, it's decently uh, well put together, tropey but good, like Jake said. Seiya gets control of the Pegasus armor, or at least its little babby form where it's just like a, a tunic and a shoulder pad. And he's like, all right, cool. Now I'm the Pegasus Knight. I'm going to go find my sister. And Marin's like, no, you're, you're a Knight of the Zodiac. You have to go protect Athena. And he's like, no, I think I'm going to go find my sister. I'm having a vision. Ah! And he has a vision of the thing Jake was talking about earlier of, hmm, I wonder how Almond got a hold of that amulet. Hmm. Yeah,
2: pan camera, ever so slightly to the left. He's literally standing there. Oh, wow.
1: Almond had the amulet, which means he was there on the night Patricia was taken, which means he knows where she was, and he wasn't telling me. That bastard. I'm gonna go kick his ass. What do you mean my armor doesn't work anymore? No!
2: It's sort of funny. Just because of the current state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the fact that they used Bathos correctly was kind of nice, and then they transitioned to this part where, boy, Seiya is just incensed and enraged and uh again the actor freaking pulls it off the you feel the sense of because it's like there's there's a level of he doesn't owe these people anything they just basically kidnapped him off the street but he's he's he was starting to fully immerse himself in this okay i get it i get the mission i'm on board and then this happens you can feel that it really cuts him the, the armor rejects him, and he's like, I don't care! I am still going to beat the daylights out of Almond! Almond, not Almond. He's not a nut. No, he is a nut. He is a nut
0: in his own
2: way. <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm gonna go beat the daylights out of Almond. He leaves the island uh, to go Do to that. the next action scene, because that's ultimately what happens. Yep. <laughs> there, there's some more character stuff of uh, Saya and Sienna interacting, but well, yeah, Ultimately, they... it's the same interaction that they've had a few times, which is one of the few one of the few serious issues that this movie has. Is they don't have a lot to talk about. They don't have a lot to talk about. They they got chemistry. They play off of each other well. The problem is the script doesn't have enough material for them to work with, so it makes their uh, scenes feel samey. Yeah, because uh, this is where it's revealed that Sienna, when she was young.
1: Uh, had one of her Cosmo Bursts and destroyed Garad's arms. Uh, Uh, Mortally wounding her. Yeah, and Garad has needed to uh, capture young children with Cosmo power and suck the Cosmo out of them to power the god tech that has given her new arms.
0: So, like, peak level of, like, evil lady.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's why she's been hunting down any any cosmo burst that appears
2: around the world because it's it's either uh Athena who she wants to destroy because she sees Athena as a threat or it's uh another battery another battery to uh charge her robo arms and it's also worth noting it they make it quite clear that Allman was involved in some of the child kidnapping and draining, so both of them are squicky at the best of
1: times, yep. But while they're having this um, uh, conversation, they see a plane uh, heading towards the mansion and they're like, oh no, villain
2: attack! And start making their way back and, oh, yep, villains are totally attacking! (laughs) Uh, We get some just really good action scenes. There's... Not a lot of plot, but boy does Mylock be awesome in this scene. I freaking love him. This is where he has the special bullets. <laughs> the <laughs> he has the special bullets. He has the special stick. He has the special bullets and the special stick that you wonder why he wasn't using before yeah, in the to rifle. Get to plane. Yeah, he's got to get to the plane. Which because... is
0: hilarious, by the way. I love that
2: scene. They, uh,
1: they don't know that Seiya and... Uh, Sienna have made their way back to the mansion, so it's like, my luck you gotta go find them. All right, I'll go find them. Oh, these dudes are blocking my way. Time to have a rad action scene. Boom! Ba, 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 ba. I need
2: to. I need to get to that plane. And the and the robot ninjas laugh, and he just starts laughing with them. Like, I you, guess we're
1: doing this. I'm glad you understand.
2: <laughs>
1: and then even better, after he wins that fight, more ninjas come to fight him, and he's like. Huh, more dudes to defeat I
2: guess I'll just have to and he goes to fire and the gun clicks on empty ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's such a genuine reaction of shock as he runs to the uh to the ship to take off so he can't he doesn't fight the robot ninjas it's so it's so funny it's so good it's intentionally funny we watched a movie that was funny and it was funny on purpose yeah this this reinvigorated my soul
1: <laughs> unfortunately despite my life Being awesome. Uh, Garad has very thoroughly taken over the facility and has uh, Almond captured. Also, this is when Seiya and Sienna show back up, so Cassius is just having the time of his life beating the piss out of Seiya. As you do. Almond hasn't realized they've returned. No,
0: right now he's basically just having like an awkward, like custody discussion with his ex, and he's like, You're a horrible person. No, you're a horrible person.
2: But what about our daughter? She's not our daughter. She's (laughs) a threat. (laughs) It It is well executed, but aggressively generic to the point where that is actually a bit of a problem. There's not a lot of actual things happening here. And then I can only
1: assume that Ullman has no idea that Seiya and Sienna are here, because he
2: triggers the self-destruct mechanism for the facility. That creates an exactly square hole where the mansion used to be. Like, (laughs) Tien is using the tri-beam up there.
1: (laughs) And, um, it doesn't kill Garad. It doesn't kill Cassios. It knocks out Seiya... And it allows Sienna to be captured. So
2: literally the worst option he could have taken. But Sean Bean had to die. <laughs> Dramatically. Sean, Sean Bean had to die dramatic and tragic. So yeah. here we are. Um, but now with the with the girl captured uh,
1: by the bad guys and everything in its darkest moment, Sienna now has to uh, cling to his purpose and realize that he wasn't trying to save Patricia. He wasn't even trying to save Sienna. He's been trying to save that young version of himself, cowering in the
2: closet. I liked this. This was this was legitimately really well done. Where the again, it's tropey. So uh, I think a big part of the reason why I saw this coming was specifically because uh, it's a well-worn trope. But uh, there's an honestly legitimately funny moment where uh, Marin appears to him, and it's like, "Who are you trying to save?" And Marin turns into Patricia, and it's like, "Oh, they do reveal that." Oh, wait, no, no, she's just turned into Sienna. This is just a vision. This is a metaphor. (laughs) Uh, But, like, you know, it's one of those ones where it's, like, uh, it's clear that the reason, like, because she had mentioned a couple of times, don't mistake obsession for purpose. Yeah. And that actually, like, means something here. Oh my god, a platitude means something. It reinvigorates my soul, where the reason why he's trying so hard to find his sister is indeed because he wants to find his sister, but it's also because he feels guilty about the fact that he didn't do anything to help her. Mm -hmm. And he has to come to uh, realize and accept the fact that there was nothing he could have done. He can do something now, so let the past go and move forward. It's a really good scene, and man, I gotta say, just another shout-out to the great acting. The child actor played his role really well. You know, he had actual, like, the—actually played through, like, the fear, the anguish, and the guilt on his face— yeah, it was um, very well done. The fact that he has a bit of an accent and his older self does it was something we all noticed, especially because no version yeah. of Patricia has an accent, but that's a funny, silly thing to mock uh, yeah, rather than been, an actual problem. So. He's been living in the States, don't think about it. <laughs> we're we're going to give it the points
1: anyway. Saya <laughs> and Mylock go to assault the facility of the baddies where uh, Sienna is being drained of her Cosmo, very painfully, judging by her screaming and we have um you have nero and
0: you have
1: nero is yeah cassio. Like,
0: cassio and you
1: have Gar- gara uh, yeah gara is like okay i know i was saying all that stuff earlier about how she's not my daughter she's a threat but now that i'm actually here torturously killing her very slowly uh, i'm having second thoughts and nero like
2: no i don't no, care
1: not, no you're not you're not having second thoughts you're a bitch <laughs>
0: To the shock of no one, Nero betrays. I guess.
1: Yeah, well, Nero commits His where name she is does is Nero, yeah, so I, know, I mean, Nero commits where she refuses to. And it's here that it's revealed that he is the uh, knight of the of the Phoenix. Actually, Nero Phoenix Firebird. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he it, does. It was he does... already implied that he had fire powers, and I think they revealed that he had a pendant. So, you could put that together before the scene that it's revealed, uh, but, yeah, this confirms, and, uh, uh, we get to see the full, like, Knights of the Zodiac armored forms, and, um, Boy, they look silly when the faceplates aren't closed. <laughs> when the faceplates are closed, they look good, but they couldn't convince the actors to do the entire stuff with the with the masks on. Yeah.
0: I even think that just the armor would be more impressive if they had changed, like, they tweaked the color scheme
2: a little bit, just because- make it, make it something that looks better in reality as opposed to the anime so color was, scheme.
0: Yeah, because wasn't Nero's suit supposed to be, like, a greenish?
2: I don't British really gold. know.
0: And then it was like the Pegasus was supposed to be like blue and gold or something. Blue,
1: like blue silver. Yeah,
0: because from far away they look very like similar, honestly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was just like, aren't these supposed to be more vibrant? At least like that was the big draw when you watch the series.
1: Yeah. Say it goes and jumps in and does superhero landing in his full armor set. One shots
2: Cassius, which was
1: hilarious.
2: That was really funny. And ju- like, just to do like the full through line of his character, Cassius, uh, he gets back up. He sure does, but uh, he's up against someone who also doesn't know when to give up, and he is so hideously outmatched. His cyborg pieces are falling off. And there's a—he has one last good one-liner. Where as he's falling, he just goes like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Before he face plants.
0: Surprised no one. He is completely one-dimensional. Of I just want to get back at this kid who slighted me this one time.
1: Metal pipe falling .dot 3 <laughs> That's him falling down the stairs.
0: <laughs>
2: it's really funny. <laughs>
1: But uh, we now have our final boss fight of Pegasus Knight versus Phoenix Knight, which, yeah, it's it's okay. A lot of the action in this has been very good right up until they start doing, like, slow-mo, like, stop for a frame or two for, like, act, for like impact punches. And, like, those aren't
2: necessarily bad, but they're... They were used they're... well above about 40 to 50 percent of the time Mm -hmm. they were definitely overused and there were some places where it's like there were editing choices made that just didn't work at least for us um and the fight starts off um like it's a little bit awkward in the bulky costumes that they're in so they can't do quite the choreography they were before but they go into this like wirefu sequence and the thing that's really cool and as someone who is a big lover of Garo I noticed that Garo will occasionally do this where they shot this to be sped up because they move in a way that doesn't look natural it looks superhumanly fast but it doesn't look like they just played the, the recording of their uh fight sequence at a higher speed, like you're, uh, bumping the speed on YouTube, it looks like they actually shot it with the intention of speeding it up, because, um, it actually still has a level of fluidity to it, and a level of, um, clarity to, like, like, there's move-counter-move visible in it that you wouldn't if you just sped it up. Um, that's a cool sequence, it's pretty much a wirefoo fight, but it's pretty much all martial arts and, and then, then we get to the special moves. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they do a few big blast beam moves.
0: One after the other.
2: They allude to the, like, signature move of the Pegasus Knight earlier in the movie, and then they play it here, and it, strictly speaking, it's a moment where, um, say it turns the fight around against Nero, at least for a little bit, but it, For like a half a second. It ultimately... It's the first time Seiya gets the upper hand in the fight, but it ultimately doesn't matter. So it feels (laughs) underwhelming. The special attacks... And I mean, like, it ends with a special attack beam clash, ultimately, which I was hoping there would be a little bit more martial arts, because honestly, that just looks better in live action. Mm -hmm. Um, (sighs) There are different ways you can incorporate anime special moves into a movie like this they did it in the most blunt way imaginable and it, what, like it had visual spectacle like the final attacks looked really cool mm-hmm. But, like, the fighting it, was, the, the kung fu was better.
0: And, that's, and the thing is that um,
2: Seiya definitely has demonstrated
0: that he has fight, fighting capability, and there was, like, just none of that. It was very ham-fisted, I felt. Yeah.
1: yeah, the Bagua never comes up again, which was kind of a shame. I was hoping he'd have an uh, like he opportunity. Was just,
0: I was envisioning him becoming the Pegasus Knight, not the Meg Pegasus Knight becoming him. Yeah. yeah,
1: I know what you mean. Yeah, 100%. But, but, uh, their fight ends when they both crash back down into the draining room, and, uh, Garad has had her moral awakening, and so turns off the machine, uh, unfortunately, hey, guess what happens when you put a person who is, uh, on the precipice of transforming into a stressful situation? They transform! As Sienna turns into Athena, yeah and uh, another, just begins... another
2: important bit is um Nero uh mortally wounds uh Garrod again um with the like Phoenix tail thing that honestly is yeah. pretty cool, and I liked the use of that and steals the gold armor, which i
1: I think is an important artifact for the for the universe I don't know what it is, but. So,
0: Whether or not, you know, when Athena crashed, like, that Garon was saved by the gold armor, and that's why... Yeah,
2: that was... Yeah, yeah, she took... It happened later. She, like, um... Almond took the baby, she took the gold armor, and, I mean, like, it's very much the case where, um, it was clear that both of them were interested in both, but one of them was interested in one thing more. Um, and... It was a couple of years, like Sienna was a couple of years like raised a little bit. Like she was like seven or eight when the when the arm blowing off incident happened. Um And then the gold armor was the thing that was been that has been keeping Garat alive. Yeah, she she uh was enraged at being mortally wounded and losing both of her arms. <sighs> Fair. Don't think that the reaction you ultimately went to was justified, but I understand you being angry and concerned. she uses the gold armor to create the new arms for herself, but that is that's God tech that needs Cosmo to function, so that's why her,
1: she's been training kids as batteries, yes. now her body so, needs
2: it, and as as her uh as she's been stabbed several times, uh Nero takes away the gold armor pendant. That has been powering her body. So she's dying,
1: but yeah. she manages to turn off the machine. And hey, guess what? Athena's here. And she's pissed off, so she's
2: disintegrating everything. Don't worry, Nero says, I totally got this. One shot instantly. <laughs> he did not <laughs> got this. Nope. But, uh, uh, also, apparently, Athena has the power to uh, strip all the attractive male actors.
1: <laughs> Boy, Just so howdy does she. Because, uh, say, uh, is, like, crawling over towards her, and, like, his armor's getting disintegrated, and he's, like, burning up in her power, and she's like, no, I've lost control, you have to kill me, and he's like, our destinies are not written in stone, not even yours, I will not abandon you, and this, like, human connection allows her to regain control and stop,
2: you know, apocalypsing
1: all over the place. Yeah.
2: One of the things that's sort of important relative to the Destiny thing is, uh, the perspective that the story seems to be taking is that this thing that we're involved in is gonna happen regardless of what we do, but the result of that is not set in stone. We have to play these roles, but what those roles will become is up to us, and that's the culmination of this. Yeah, you gotta be Athena, but Athena doesn't have to be a war god, she can be a wisdom god instead. Please calm down. And she
1: can have a boyfriend. And uh who boy, shirtless Saya, who boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nelson. Uh, we both did. As 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 a as a straight guy watching this movie, it is kind of sad to see how much more attractive Saya is. Kind of like
0: the, move over. The right actress here.
2: playing Sienna is not. She's pretty, Uh <laughs> but like he's like a male model over here. And the the really unfortunate thing as, is she'd been getting more purple in her hair as her powers had been and by this point it's all I'm purple. sorry, honey. The purple wig that you're in is doing you no favors. <laughs> it's it's honestly kinda sad because most of the most of the uh most of it is the two of them standing next to each other. Here is like this Adonis with the rippling abs <laughs> next to I'm in a purple wig. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I feel like if they had kept her hair short, it would have been better.
1: Yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, they uh, get out of there with Mylock. Nero angrily watches them leave. And then they have a, uh, like, a final meeting on the mountaintop. Where we're gonna go find Patricia? Marin is standing right behind her and saying nothing. <laughs> and credits
2: roll. <laughs> yeah, they 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 have the restraint to have have the sequel bait be just the normal movie playing out and not have an after credit sequence, which is bold and I kind of respect it. Um, they're yeah. like obviously uh, Knights of the Zodiac, Stroke Saint Seiya is a big series with a lot of content and it's not all going to fit in one movie. This is a good self-contained movie, and, like, even with Nero walking away with the gold armor and, like, the threat of the gods potentially showing up, strictly speaking, you can you can just leave this movie sit, you know, like, just assume that they, you know, deal with whatever problems come because, you know, they've developed as people and they've developed their powers so they'll succeed in the end. They don't, like, dangle a sequel hook in front of your nose uh, so much as they just like, let the fact hey the fa- story can continue there's more story to tell if you're interested please make a successful enough to justify a sequel <laughs> and they ju- they just let it let the story uh, like and the potential future of the story stand or fall on the actual story being presented to us itself. It's pretty Mm. refreshing to see something like that, not even necessarily in like the scope of greater Hollywood, though this is a problem that Hollywood has, but more specifically for a live action anime adaptation like this, it has the guts to say the story we told was good enough. So, you know, we're not going to, you know, dangle a future plot point in front of you. We're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna let you enjoy this Mm. story. Yeah, and
1: that's uh, Knights of the Zodiac. So, uh, favorite character, and this was a very in action thing, so favorite fight. I gotta say, even though it got a bit uh, much, or not, you know what? I was gonna say Sienna, but no, nah, she's too much of a at some points.
0: Uh, even
1: though it's fun, it's a bit much at some points. So I'm gonna say My Boy Milok. That dude is hilarious. He is a badass... He knows he is, and he uh, does not care that these teenagers are being so f***ing whiny. He's just here to fly the plane and look good doing it. Yep. And so, and okay. so, uh, Mylock versus the robots. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, I don't care that he should have been using the special bullets earlier. Why is the police baton matter? Who gives a <laughs> <shit>? It's awesome. <laughs> it's just cool, man. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Jamie, how b- or Jay, how about you? Favorite character and favorite fight?
0: That's a good question. So, honestly, it had to be between Saya and Miloch. Mylock, because he is, I would class him as an artificer. He is in charge of the tech, in charge of, you know, I guess babysitting Sienna, wherever <laughs> dad's not around. Secondary dad, because, you know, that girl needs all the parents she can get. Um, but have to give my props for Seiya, because damn those hell.
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: Damn.
1: And favorite fight?
0: Favorite fight? Um that's actually a hard one. I have to say that I enjoy the training sequence um between um Maren and Saia.
2: Alrighty. Uh Jacob, how about you? My favorite character is gonna have to be Cassio. Uh there is a bit that I just remembered we forgot to mention where at one point it's when they're going to the mansion, they have all Men cornered with all... Like, all of the main villains are there, and Cassio goes up to him and it's like, where's saya? I thought you were here for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, some girl named Sarah or something. I don't really care. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, wh-
0: he fully signed on just to kick Saia's ass.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> the level to which... The level to which Cassio... Does not care about the movie he's in. He doesn't care the genres he's in. He doesn't give a crap about anything. He is a man on a mission, and he is going to beat that teenager's ass. Bro is a hater (laughs) 24-7. Born hating, wake up hating. I freaking loved him. He is so funny. Like, Mylock, exact same energy, and... But a good guy. But, like, he's a good guy. The level to which that uh, Cassio can just be a complete (laughs) dick and get away with it. Yep. I freaking loved his scenes. I really hope that should this get a sequel, which it deserves, that Cassio comes back. He has to get that cyborg body rebuilt and do more nonsense. I freaking (laughs) love this man
0: build uh,
2: up another complex plot and just have him come in, <laughs> in. I'm here to say it's <laughs> just... I I'm here for Saya and nobody else. <laughs> they they do they do the plot with the with the rest of the pantheon of gods showing up and doing evil and then all of a sudden Cassier just walks into the scene <laughs> with a new cyborg body Hang on, guys. I got a mission. <laughs> and just, Pegasus Knight? Pegasus might catch these hands. Come <laughs> here! And just start swinging at Seiya. Even if he gets flicked away at that point, I won't care. I just need more uh, Casio.
0: Yes.
2: And your favorite fight. Um, in all honesty, uh, a lot of the fights um, with the robot ninjas, the uh, android ninjas, th- I loved the way that they move. There wasn't a particular fight, especially because as the movie went on, they they didn't get to do much. Uh, it got—this <laughs> this movie got extremely anime, which I suppose, strictly speaking, is the idea. But it did mean that a lot of the martial arts kind of fell by the wayside, and the ninjas were cool for their martial arts. Um, but any fight with them was where I feel the movie's choreography was by far at its best. So just— the ninjas in general would be my favorite fight. And Matt, favorite character and favorite fight? I gotta go with Nero. My boy never
3: did anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do
0: you have thing to say? I,
3: I wish Nero's fight was better. It's not, so I guess favorite fight, I gotta go with um, Seiya versus the Silver Knight. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, During fighting Marin during the training sequence, good choice. Alright, and thank you everybody once again for tuning into the Over Manga Cast. Uh, no Read November is finally over once again. We are freed from this hell of our own creation. Uh, as always, you can find us on all your social
2: medias where we are at Over Manga Cast. You can also find us on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, an example of a good comment is recommending good anime movies. I mean, to be fair, we actually got some decent ones this uh, year, but. Uh, we also had to watch Full Metal Alchemist, so oh, um, well, we're done. Any, <laughs> <laughs> any, any recommendations to avoid that nightmare again would be uh, greatly appreciated. The episodes go up there on a two-week delay, but uh, you can head over to overmangacast.com that has all of our episodes up to date. And you can even uh, make comments on uh, those uh, episodes there uh, if you want to give us recommendations, comments, anything you want.
1: And as always, we appreciate uh, reviews on any platform that you can find. Uh, Please give us a five-star rating to make this month worth it. And make sure to tune in next week where...